What's up, everyone? This is Tim Sports. Everyone is here today. We've got Keith. Hello. We've got Nathan. Hey, how we doing? We've got Isaiah. How's it going? And of course, we've got me, Scott. And holy hell, football is back. That is probably the biggest news to start the freaking um, week off. Thank God. It's just the Hall of Fame game, but who cares? It's football. It's a start. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame game, which is currently going on as we're recording. Uh, but, I mean, it's preseason. Yeah, we we're going to talk about, about a little bit of the class and then a lot of the holdouts from uh, veteran players and rookie players. Um, but first... Let's talk about a holdout with Roquan Smith. Who? Or Chicago. Huh? Oh, Chicago. Is this yeah. like their fifth round pick? No, this is the first round pick. Yeah, I, it might as well be the fifth round. <laughs> uh, he is the last, he's the last first rounder. I know that. Is he the last guy out of the entire draft? Does anyone know? I was reading a little bit. You're probably going to get into this, but uh, is he holding out because of helmet rule or something? Yes. So the reason he's holding out, and I don't know why, honestly, I'm kind of like just wondering why Chicago won't just do it, is the new helmet rule, the little lowering the helmet down and everything. They want, he wants, they, him and his agent want Chicago to pay for his fines. If he's suspended... Does it also, fine, does it also pay him, though? Like, does he want to be paid no. while he's suspended? suspended? No. <laughs> so, it, it would be just like if he got fined 500 k Chicago would pay for it. It would not come out of his contract or anything like that. That's that's a little, uh, like, excessive, though. Like, if he's getting fined that much for lowering the helmet, like, you should pay that, bro. Well, like, you know the fines, no though. You know the fines, though. They're, they get a little ridiculous. And... The new rules, like Aaron Rodgers, that was not a flag last year. Let's be honest. And now it's a flag this year. They're talking some of these hits are going to be flags. And it's like, okay, why don't we just put flags on their freaking hips and call it football? Yeah, I know. Like, I I really want to just get done with, but I kind of like, I kind of see a Chicago side of it. It's like, why do we want to, it's, you're paying for fines for a guy who's doing something illegal now. I mean, it's straight up, it's illegal. But you're also changing the game. Like yes, yeah. that that's the other side of it. I mean, this is like a double edged. Like I, I see good and bad from both sides of this all. I don't. I just wanted to get it over with because he'd be playing today, possibly be playing today. I'm so doubt it, but yeah. But one of the things uh, I keep hearing is, uh, especially for the rookies, it's a little bit easier if you're a veteran, but. As a rookie sitting out, it sucks as a veteran too, but you have a higher possibility of being injured. And being a rookie, you might know the playbook, but you got to be in there with the linebackers because he is a what inside linebacker. Yeah, he's gonna be our inside. He's so be our play he's yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna be the play. He's gonna have to get used to his outside linebackers. He's he has to get used to that defense. It's gonna be it's tough when you're gonna come in what three weeks late. Yeah, that's what a lot of them were talking about. They're like. A lot of, uh, and I kind of agree with what people are saying, is it's not the speed and everything that's going to be hard to get used to. Because, I mean, he played at Georgia. I mean, that's a higher-level school. They play higher-level schools. Um, it's the team that he has to control, basically, on the defensive side. That is what's going to be the biggest issue. What does everyone talk about? He's he's going to be the signal caller for the defense. He's inside linebacker. They always, all majority always do that because they can see all sides of the field. But I could be worried about him losing so much money, and he's got so many other duties coming on all at the same time. 
and everything that you just said. He's got to take care of the team and then play well. And, I mean, as a rookie, rookies forget. Yeah. So it's just going to be instinct. He's just going to lower his head and hit a guy. And that's probably what his agent's saying is, like, you got a few years before you get in here and you can handle all this responsibility. And he's like, you're, you're probably going to have a slip-up or two, and I'm, they're probably just trying to protect him. So the other thing, too, is I think he's probably looking at uh, just building attention on himself because if he's the uh, attention of the preseason for the Bears and then he shows up, they get the deal done, and he comes out the first regular season game and just kills it, that's going to increase his overall just – atmosphere around him like a champion yeah, yeah. I know but I mean well I, see my thing is he's a rookie and if he's leading that defense that's that's a lot different than some of these other guys holding out um like, right like you've got Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Donald oh some yeah that those, was yeah starting with them yeah the non-rookies you've got some of the two best players on both sides of the ball holding out because, one, Le'Veon Bell thinks he's this hot shot running back when he is. literally Barkley hasn't stepped on the field and got a contract I think Le'Veon Bell has never even seen before. Like, it, it just blows my mind, and I think it puts Le'Veon Bell in a place. But at the same time, if you're the Steelers, do you pay him? Because you know you don't have that much time left with Ben Roethlisberger. Like, I think you pay him because, honestly, what you just said, I think the opposite effect with Barkley. With Barkley getting signed, I don't agree with how much he got paid. But that's but because of the new bargaining agreement, right? Running backs. It helps the value of running backs. My, th- my, my whole thing with Bill is, isn't Barkley's guaranteed money like $31 million? Yeah, it's like majority yeah. of his contract. Yeah, so... And Bell only got $30 million guaranteed. Gurley got, years, Gurley got, what, 45 45 guarantee. Okay, and Le'Veon Bell uh, has the most attempts. He's touched the ball, I think, if I recall, the stat is more than anybody in the NFL. He's also top 10 in receiving and top 10 in rushing yards and Pittsburgh Sioux history. And he's, outside of him, who's like him? David Johnson? You have Alvin Kamara, or, yeah. But he's not, Le'Veon Bell is the number one guy. Everyone, when you look at receiver-running-back combo, He's your guy. And he's 26 turning 27. And I don't know. Hello. I thought the average age for a running back to kind of disappear was 30. So why are you only giving him two years guaranteed? He'll be 29 when you could easily give him three and lock him up for five years. Yeah. I mean, once he leaves, Ben's going to be gone. And within a year or two, Pittsburgh's done. They're they're just going to be. I I think Pittsburgh's done even if he stays. Oh, yeah. Roethlisberger can't play that long. Antonio Brown. Once they don't have a quarterback, why would you keep a high-end profile receiver like that when you don't have a quarterback throwing the ball? Well, you want to keep I mean, Bell, though, because he can do everything. And if you have a rookie yeah, quarterback... It's rare. If you have a rookie quarterback, that takes all the pressure away. You have a guy where you can check down to him anywhere on the field because guess what? He's going to catch the ball. Oh, and, and he can run. And he can block. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he can block. So, I... He's definitely a jack-of-all-trades. But then, he looks complete running back right now. Right, he might be the most complete running back, but you look at the most complete the player. Honestly, the other side of the ball, Aaron Donald, is a monster right now. The fact that he's holding out, boy, did they sign? Who's their receiver that they signed? Who? The Chargers? I don't know. Any St. Louis Rams. No, oh, yeah. sorry. I 
Wow. I'm blanking. Uh, Not the St. Louis Rams. You're blanking. The Los Angeles Rams. They... Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> wow. Come on, bro. Let it go. Shoot. Yes. Yeah. And they just gave yes. him a monster contract. He just got paid and Aaron Donald didn't. And... You're telling me Aaron Donald is the top probably defensive player that is in the NFL right now. I mean, oh, some yeah. would argue J.J. Watt, but J.J. Watt's fighting injuries. Some would argue other players in other positions. But when you've got Aaron Donald eight zero, on you, he got paid $80 million. $80 million extension, five-year. And with his payment, he's getting paid eight this year. So it's like, so over the next six years, he's making $88 million. Jeez. <laughs> So, you say Brandon Cooks or Antonio Brown? Oh, it's Brandon. It's Brandon Cooks. It's not Antonio Brown. Oh, oh, sorry. I was getting confused with the much better receiver. Who's worked that <laughs> right. I was actually. Uh, you got Aaron Donald. That dude's gonna sit out or get traded before the trade deadline. Oh, he won't get traded. He won't get traded. If, if he doesn't get signed, he's gonna get traded. They'll sign him. They're gonna have to sign. Why would you not sign Aaron Donald? This you know, should have been your very first. That's usually his very first yeah. thing. Is they help out their freaking best player. That he's he, he's their best player on that defense. You he's know, he, he is one of the best in the league. He's one of the best. It's All right, here we go. He's probably the best player on that team. Gurley's amazing, but like, it's Aaron Donald. Yeah, ready for this? All right, Antonio Brown versus Brandon Cook stats last year. Brown, 101 receptions. Cook, 65. 162 <laughs> targets versus 114. 1,500 yards versus 1,000. Ah, he's close to 1,100. We'll give him 1,100. Sorry. Um, now they both have long passes, about 60 on average. 20-plus um, yards receptions, though. Brown, 27. Cooks, 18. Touchdowns, Brown, 9. Cooks, 7. So, overall, not bad. And it looks like Cooks had a couple running um, things where Brown didn't, which I was kind of surprised. But then again... I forgot. Antonio Brown returns punts. Does Brandon Cooks return punts? No. no. So, right. I, I don't get the hype. Um, and Antonio Brown is based off 14 games, by the way, whereas Cooks was off 16 games. So, and they're showing snap counts on here. Um, it, it looks like Brown's on the field a whole lot more. Almost. Oh, yeah. Almost double. So. Surprised about that. <laughs> I kind of. Kind of looking at it, though. I kind of what was Cooks or was Antonio Brown's uh, contract? Does anyone have that? I know it was like eighteen million dollars a year. Uh, it's up there. I know it is. Uh, but the thing is, is I think that a lot of these players are going to start seeing shorter and shorter contracts because they see the increase, increase, increase. Like, I, why would a player lock into a long-term deal when they know that if they just wait one or two years? They can get an additional twenty or thirty million dollars. Like that's, that's the sad they, thing. That's why they renegotiate a lot. Well, a I, lot. Um, something I also kind of throw a curveball since we're talking about contracts. Like the NBA just signing that betting deal. Um, yeah. One of the things I think we talked a little bit last week about, but um, with the contracts and stuff, the NFL. Like I know they're looking over at all these other guaranteed contracts, but they're really out of all the leagues, they're kind of the worst off because. The average time they're in the league is like three, what, three years for most yeah, positions? Yeah, ridiculous, yeah. Like outside quarterback. Yeah, so I, yeah. I actually understand why they're getting these massive rookie contracts because if, it's a handful of people getting these massive contracts after 27. Just look at Bell. He's not even getting signed. He's 26 years old. Yeah. 
And they don't want to give him that. They, they gave him a big contract, but it was guaranteed for the first two seasons. And then, oh, you turn 28 years old. We're done with you because your prime's over by 29. So I get tired of the whole 30-year-old running back thing. I know, and I actually was rooting for Frank Gore. Uh, I is they kind of get bad bad deal, but I kind of like that Frank Gore was getting. He was what thirty one well, thirty two with thousand yard seasons. Well, I'm pretty excited though. He's still going to play on the uh, Miami Dolphins, so he still has an opportunity to load up some stats there. So yeah, um, he's going back to hometown. He's pretty close to fourteen thousand rushing yards, right? Yeah. He's uh, right on the other side. But the other thing, too, though, is uh, I think it was interesting that Aaron Donald, uh, his agent, came out with a uh, release statement that talks about how teams, anytime they want, can cut a player, cancel a contract, and go back on their word. But when a player does it, it's the end of the world, and everybody makes a big deal about it. So there's an inequality of player contract versus the team contract. Yeah. yeah, I don't think – I think fans kind of play a big deal into that, um, especially a lot of us who are not bandwagon fans but really loyal to our uh, players. So when the player does it versus the team, it's a little bit different. I think we take it as like, really, you're, 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 you're coming at our team? I thought you were loyal. Yeah, right. But then we go and we look and we see all the, the great players we've had. <laughs> the great players are the ones we remember, and those are the Hall of Famers. Well, with the Hall of Famers, though, let's uh, let's jump into this class. Uh, I don't want to really sit around the drama that's going around. I actually kind of want to go through just kind of list because I feel like everyone knows, oh, Tro Owens made the Hall of Fame. Awesome. Oh, by the way, there's a few other guys, but let's not focus on Tro Owens. So this year's class of the Hall of Fame 2018 is Bobby Beathard. <laughs> Sorry, I love his last name. Bobby Beathard. Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, actually, I'm just going to run through a little stats or just kind of teams he played for through his career because um, a lot of these guys were definitely before me um, and probably most listeners other than people who watched since day one. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, or that. So uh, he started back in 1966 um, playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. He ended up finishing his career with the Chargers in 1999. Now, that is something. What? what? No, I want to see. I want to change that. He, okay, he ended his NFL career as a coach in 1999. Oh, not a player. I was, uh, I was kind of giving you a full. Thirty years. Yeah, no, 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 no. If you talk about an interesting career if he, 30 years he should have every single staff well when he was 10 well Vinatieri was drafted in 1950 I think but he's still out there um but no I wanted to sorry I should rephrase that I want to sum up kind of like they're playing all the way to their coaching days um just kind of give you an idea this guy was really around the league for a very long time and very respected respected and you have his who, who did he coach who did he end coaching with who did he end coaching with? I was going to say he ended with as a general manager, I believe, with the Chargers. Yeah, he was a general manager. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he also, he was part of the Redskins Super Bowl roster. And well, how do I know? What year was that? When did they win the Super Bowl? Was it 1990? Oh, it was like 97 or 96. I don't even know. Oh, no, they no, lost. They lost. I think it was Cowboys. They lost, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah, it was Cowboys. Yeah, so... But he had, a, he had a good career. So moving on. Um, so you have Robert Brazil. I'm probably butchering names right now. I apologize. Now, unfortunately, one of these guys on this podcast likes his team. I don't even know if they're really a team, but 
It's before my time, the Houston Oilers. <laughs> now, this guy was a linebacker for Jackson State in college. He uh, played his entire career for the Houston, Houston Oilers from 1975 to 1984. He was a first-round draft pick. And overall, he had, he had a pretty good career. Um, do you have any information on this guy? Are you an Oilers fan? Nineteen eighty four. I just thought I've been born for eight years, so I'm not gonna pretend. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um so moving on, Brian Dawkins, somebody that we all know oh, yeah. and we all grew up with. The hard hitter out of uh I don't know who who even cares what team he played Love for. Brian Dawkins. Yeah. With Donovan and Westbrook. Oh, dude, I loved the Eagles back then. Brian Dawkins was one of my favorite Eagles players back then. No, oh, I, I think the other Besides the other Hall of Famer that we're about to talk about. Um, I actually... That was one of the best teams in the NFL to watch play football. I love ever. Behind the Bears, that was like my second favorite team growing up. I loved Brian Dawkins. He was, dude, he would go across the field and destroy dudes. It was yep. awesome. See, back, yeah. when, back when being a defender on the other side of the ball was being a defender and actually hitting people. That's very true. And... Um, just to follow up, I, I want to say there is a couple players. I'm going to talk about Brian Urlacher next. But um, these are two players that even though we're diehard fans, we grew up loving these guys. I think it's because they played hard-nosed football and not just flag football stuff today. But yeah. just to sum up, he played for the Eagles from 96 to 2008, ended his career with the Denver Broncos from 2009 to 2011. Moving on to the Brian Urlacher. I'll let Scott kind of pick up a little bit on this. Yep. Definitely, he was the reason why I. He's my very first player growing up that I loved. Besides Walter Payton, but I never got to watch Walter Payton play. It was basically just stats and like just highlight plays. That's pretty much all that I look forward to. But growing up, I mean, he wasn't the reason why I grew up a Bears fan, but it definitely helped. I mean, yeah. drafted in 2000, played there for 12 years. He's he was a, a rookie. He's a linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Uh, he was rookie of the year for him too. So. Yeah, and just the, of the year he went defensive player of the year in two thousand five. That was the year we went to Super Bowl, um, NFL two thousands All Decade team. I mean, eight time Pro Bowler. He's a linebacker for the Bears. Did you say he made an All Decade team of the two thousands too? Did you say yeah. that? Yeah, and I want to also add to the kind of cheer Bears fans up out there. Not like they're gonna beat the Packers this year, but uh, he was selected ninth overall right. in two thousand. So. Play his whole career with Chicago Bears, so maybe that gives you guys some hope with the linebacker that won't sign. So, I rep my linebacker jersey all day at work today. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure people maybe love it's, that. Uh, it's the BU of the future, baby. <laughs> see, he just has to see. sign. I don't, I don't, we don't want to put too much pressure on the guy's shoulder. Yeah, Poor not kid. yet. I mean, he's so, already a linebacker for the Bears. He's already a linebacker for the Bears. So, and, he's already almost guaranteed a Hall of Fame spot. There's a few divisions in the league that actually have good quarterbacks all around oh, them. What so. was that I said? What was that okay. I said? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hey, hey. I'm a Hall of Fame linebacker, but now every linebacker that plays for the Bears is guaranteed. Oh, one Hall of Fame linebacker? Okay, now you just sound stupid. Don't, I don't I, keep track of teams that haven't been good since the early 80s. Oh, okay, 2010. No, they lost to the Colts, but that's another story. No, they lost to the Packers. actually... Yeah, that was actually Packers. Good story though. Seven. Yeah, it was a good story. Scott. Yeah, I thought it was 2006 season, but the Super Bowl. Oh, no, yeah, it was 2006. 
because it's him, and then it's a championship. Wait, is that when is that when Cutler was riding the bicycle the whole game? Yeah, that was when he got. Oh yeah, okay. Last time we were good. Okay, all right, moving on to. But I will say, hold on, I will say that's probably the best moment in football history for an opening kickoff when uh, when Devin Hester returned the kickoff for a touchdown. Oh yeah, I mean that's the greatest. I thought it was a little bit better when they lost. Pretty good moment. Okay. Um, <laughs> move on to Trey Owens. Um, Trey Owens, he had a pretty long career. Um, he played for the San Francisco 49ers, which he's most famously known for, um, I would consider. Um, I don't really, I think a lot of people, when he played for the Eagles, that's when you really saw him be kind of himself. I think everybody can remember him always working out before the preseason in his driveway with his dumbbells. Yeah. You can't forget that. Um he uh he moved on to the Cowboys, which before that season everybody board. knows the about the board. star. Everybody knows about the star disgracing the star, and then he moves on to the star. So he moved on and actually some things I didn't really know about T.O. is I did know he signed for the Buffalo Bills for a season. But I did not know he played for the Cincinnati Bengals for his last season in 2010. I did not I think know that was, uh, was 2010. Yeah, I didn't know that. He played. Yeah, because I think that was the last year was TJ Hushmanzada. I believe you're right. But I, I can't believe it's been that long. I'm assuming Ochocinco was on there and TJ was on there. And you didn't really know T.O. was there. He probably didn't play much, but I uh, definitely did not know that. I think uh, the last year that T.O. played with the Bengals was either the last year Ocho played for the Bengals before he went on to the Patriots, mm-hmm. or it was right there along with when he left. Because uh, I remember that year, because it was supposed to be Terrell Owens, TJ Hushmanzada, and uh, Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. Well, it's hard to call him that. It should be Chad, Chad Johnson. I mean, 85, you, Ocho Cinco's... We know him by both. We know him both. Now, I want to move on to who I consider a better receiver, and that is Randy Moss. But that's my opinion. I think Randy Moss, T.O. is right behind them, but Randy Moss is going, he's entering the Hall of Fame this year. Um, Some notable things, he played for the University of Marshall. Uh, He started his career off with the Minnesota Vikings. He actually, I do remember this, he played a year with Chris Carter. I think one of the most memorable catches I've ever seen is when I think it was Chris Carter jumped out of bounds and tossed the ball back into him. It might have been vice versa, but I, I, I definitely remember that. It's probably against the Packers. Um, <laughs> it's probably why I remember that. But one of the most th- things I've noticed, he moved on to the o- Oakland Raiders, played for the New England Patriots, which we all know no, they went undefeated exactly. and lost in the that Super was Bowl. Great. That was the greatest offense I think I've ever seen. Yes, and no, the year like after he was on the Titans and did nothing, and then he went to the Patriots and he was fantastic. Oh, he was, was on the, he was on the, the I thought Who? he was on the Patriots Who? and then went to the Titans. Who? And then he disappeared, and yeah, then that's what it was. And then he went to I the Forty Niners to probably retire with them. So, by the way, all these players, other than the first guy we talked about, are on the NFL decade team of the two thousands. Um, obviously the guy from 1966 is not. <laughs> Moving on to a guy that is considered too small to play, but he made it through everything, Ray Lewis, the U. 
Played his entire career for the Baltimore Ravens. I think a lot of us know him with Ed Reed. Know that defense. Um, when you thought about the Baltimore Ravens, you thought about the defense. You thought about Ray Lewis. You thought about Charles Suggs. You thought about Ed Reed. Now you don't really think about their defense. You, you know you know their defense is still there. They still have a pretty good defense, even with Ed Reed and Ray Lewis moving on. But you really feared that team with Ray Lewis in the middle. You weren't running up the middle with Ray Lewis there. Yeah. Now the only thing they have is Bucky, whatever his name is, who's their running back. <laughs> no, the only thing making news is their backup quarterback. Right. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Has he? Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to see how he was doing tonight. Yeah, I'll check it real quick. All right. All right. Finally, wrapping. Uh, I want to wrap this up. Jerry Kramer, he was a guard. He played for the Green Bay Packers. Um, sorry, there's no Indianapolis Colts players for uh, our Nathan. How many Hager. is that for the Packers? Actually, that we're still right behind the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I think last time I looked, I thought we were in the fifties. You guys were the high fifties, I, I yeah, believe, right? We're still the highest. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys might be one below. I, if I recall, I thought you were at fifty-eight. Now you're at fifty-nine with Erlacher. I think we're at fifty-three, fifty-four. So we're right around there with Hall of Famers. I don't know where the Colts or the Titans are. Probably less than fifteen, but um, I, uh, I can count. <laughs> you can count. No, it's not that bad. Seventeen. Oh, that's pretty good. That, but that also includes the Baltimore Colts, I'm assuming. So. Jackson hasn't even played yet. No, he hasn't even played yet. What quarter is it? Is it third quarter? Third quarter. Third quarter. Well, why? Uh, why? Uh, Isaiah is looking up the Oilers Titans. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. See, bad reference for me then. They at least have more than fifteen, less than twenty. Um. But moving on to uh, Jared Kramer, he's part of the 1958-1968 Green Bay Packers, which some can consider one of the best decades for Green Bay. Actually, probably one of the most dominant games. Uh, the trophies basically named, the Super Bowl trophies basically named off that group of people right there with Vince Lombardi's offense. Um, surprisingly enough, the draft was a lot different back then, but he was drafted in the fourth round in the NFL draft in 1958. He he was an anchor of the offensive line. And if I recall, he was one of the lead. Everyone knows about the Lombardi sweep. I think he was the main guy pulling for that. Um, I think this is one of the things. I'm glad he finally got into the Hall of Fame. I don't know a lot about him because I'm not really – I wasn't able to watch that stuff. But knowing about the Ice Bowl, knowing about the Lombardi area Packers and the Lombardi sweep, how it changed the entire game, and he was a key guard for that, how, I don't see how he hasn't been in yet. So – Pretty cool. I always like seeing linemen get into the Hall of Fame. Um, I know a lot of their careers are usually nitpicked. I know they are, they're kind of the people you don't really see on the field. So. Which sucks. Right. That's important with football. Yeah, everyone knows how everyone gets notoriety. Nope. In fact, they make. Nope. And, um, and some of the quietest guys are right down that line, and they're the ones that need the most respect because they're the one moving the line. The Jeff Saturdays, just saying. Thomas. Yep. Even for how bad of a team were, he was still the best offensive lineman the entire time he was in the league. Hands it down to the best offensive uh, I mean, he's probably one of the best offensive linemen ever, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's your opinion. I don't know about the about that, but I mean, you, you're probably right. I'm probably one yeah. of agree. Well, I think we can all agree that he would be one of those uh, offensive linemen that we would rate 99 overall in Madden. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So... Speaking of, um, 
so I saw this picture, which I'll have Scott add to our social media. Um, there was a gentleman at, I believe it was Carolina Panthers practice, and he was wearing a shirt. And he was identified as the official Madden's ratings adjuster for the NFL. Um, so we've been talking about this a little bit on, is that or is that not one of the best jobs that you could possibly have? I think um, it's the greatest job of all time. Yeah, yes. best job ever. You literally I mean, just go to camps and practices and freaking games and just watch NFL all day. And then you say, oh, I think he should be a 75 now. Oh, and let's drop let's, him down a bit. Let's just but, know, though, like, you get that job, your life just got so much better because think about when the NBA has their ratings come out. You have porn stars literally hitting up these ratings people on social media talking about whatever they need to do to get John Wall's rating up five points. Hey, what do we need to do to get Aaron Donald's rating up five points? The other thing is, is how easy is their job? Because you get to like your second and third string players on the team. And as as I know that we've noticed in the NFL, there's sometimes you'll get like an offensive lineman. It's like a 62. But then you like kind of scroll over and his catch rating's like 80. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like at that point, once they get to like second and third string, they just get to like a random number generator for some of their stats. I think it or is, they're watching like them. Job. Or they're watching them and like, man, this guy sucks at being the right guard, but look at him go on that freaking screen, tight end <laughs> screen route, laying out one-handed catch, 80 overall. I got to respect this guy for something. But they also, they're in the NFL ones are good because they're not the ones taking the heat for the ratings. They're, they're tweeting at EA saying, oh, look at my ratings. I can't believe, but... I actually think they're doing a lot better this year. I think we all talked about this offline, um, but the ratings seem to be getting a little bit better like the NBA 2K games where you don't have a lot of 90s. Um, The top players are actually getting the high ratings. There's a few questionable ones. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers is basically a god for the NFL and media, but really he missed missed almost the entire season last year. And it was a 98. He's a god. I think he's uh, a few yards short of a first down, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> but speaking of the ratings, Madden, I actually—that was a good one. I'll give you that. I actually, uh, before we just started this, I played Madden 19 for the first time. New beta's out, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's not really beta. It's like the free trial that you get for EA Access and Origins or whatever. Um, you get like 10 hours. So I just played. I honestly just played a game. I just played the Bears-Packers game. Tradition. So I always, always start the newest man. I always play one game with them, too. Um, <clears throat> but we're actually going to start with that. So we're actually going to start a new weekly segment. Um, where Once a week, we're going to talk about what we're playing, video games-wise. Because video games, it's news is up and down. It's not like sports, where it's kind of more constant news the entire time. Um, Everyone's not playing Fortnite? Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's on everybody's list right now. So what we're gonna we're just gonna talk about a game or two that we've been playing because a lot of all four of us play a video game every day. Um, we're not gonna talk about mobile games. You don't wanna um, talk about mobile? It takes no, up most of our life. It's a video games. Not games for children. <clears throat> Alright. So Dragon Ball, okay, I get it. Hey, <clears throat> I'm not talking about it though. <laughs> so I said what are you playing this week? Uh, let's see, this week, well, uh, right before, Keith and I believe Nathan and I all downloaded Realm Royale, 
which I watched a lot of when it was kind of big on Twitch. Um, talking to Keith, it's most likely the the closest you can get to it on a game um, they may have played before is it's a mixture of Fortnite and then World of Warcraft PvP kind of all mixed together. So I'm kind of excited to get in on that. Looks just like Fortnite, um, and it's got that World of Warcraft PvP kind of mixed in. So we'll probably mess around with that a little bit. Um, of course, we do play Fortnite. Uh, we typically start out most of our gaming nights with Fortnite for a little bit and then switch over. Um, lately, right now, single-player-wise, I've been going through Fallout 4 again. Uh, almost haven't finished. Uh, I just got a new computer, a new monitor, 144 hertz, so it looks a lot better than it did the first time I played it. So it's almost like a whole new experience. Um, and I believe that's all I've been looking forward to for this coming week, so... Keith, where you been playing? Yeah, we usually start with Fortnite, and uh, once we move on from that, um, I've been playing a free game that just came on EA Access. Yeah, 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 I know. Give me crap. Oh, what is it? What is it? I've been playing Sims 4, <laughs> just to see how it goes. And I was actually really interested. This this is talk about being old. I, I wanted Hold to get on. on there and build my house. How do you have time to play Sims 4 when you got to do homework? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm turning six today. Okay, give me oh, a break. Okay. Oh, I am. Oh, okay, you're early six. Okay. But I haven't. I haven't played a lot of that. Um, but I did tinker around with that a little bit. I have on the PC though. Been playing Civilization Six like crazy. I played a lot of Civilization Six. I'm actually a fan of it. I do like their DLCs. Steam had a pretty good sale last month. I don't think you can get it anymore. But it's pretty so far. For having for last month, I played it a lot. I enjoyed it. The DLC packs are great. Um, I have, but the one game that I always go back to because the summer really doesn't bring a lot of games, as you guys know, that are really high popular in demand games. Um, FIFA 18. I play. Uh, I play my career mode. I do manager. I do solo a lot. And every once in a while, I get on and actually do the club mode and just join a random match. And everyone tries to choose goalie, and it's just awful. Like, oh, like Nathan. Oh, hey, but Nathan. Hey, Nathan, tell us what you've been playing. Not goalie. Oh, <laughs> if you had time. I mean, let me, let me count the ways. So, realistically, multiplayer is going to be uh, a mixture of Fortnite. Um, been doing a little bit of uh, FIFA, like what Keith said. Uh, just trying to change it up a little bit. I actually uh, pulled one out of the old uh, dust cabinet the other day and uh, turned on uh, Aliens Colonial Marines to uh. get back into that one. Uh, <laughs> One of the you best stories. Like, you realize that's like one of the worst video games out there. No, E.T. for Super Nintendo was the worst video game I out there. I said one of the worst. I didn't say the worst. Yeah, it's not, it's like 20 spots away, so we're golden. I just remember uh, how excited he was when he came out. Man, oh, his I disappointment. Sorry, I, got, I, got, I, got the, I got stuck on one part where I couldn't get past the locker, <laughs> and I didn't know how to do so it. Bad. Was that so bad. Is that like the very first five minutes? Like they were great, and it kept scaring him. I remember that. It kept scaring him. It, it totally did. It's like uh, playing the original Dooms back in the day. Oh, all the pop stuff. It was super dark. Yeah, you could barely see. Yeah, I remember this. Um, but for single, single player, another one that I pulled out, probably one of my all-time favorite series of games, um, I restarted playing uh, Dead Space. Uh, I've got all three of them right now, so uh, I'm wanting to try and get through the entire series, but... Up there with, uh, like, Bioshock, with some of the other single-player games that I've got. Um, I, I think Dead Space is up there as one of my uh, definitely favorite single-player 
mode games. Which one are you playing right now? You said all three? Uh, you just... I'm about almost done with Dead Space 1 and then going into 2. I grew up enjoying both of those. Those are those are all good games. I love the Dead Space games. I do too. Well, recently I... Well, pretty much all last week I played The Crew 2. Um... I bought the first one and returned it within like that week because I hated the driving mechanics. Um, they're the, the, the driving is freaking awful. So I thought I'd give this one a try, and it is so much better. It was actually one of it was a really fun racing game. Like it wasn't like oh like one of the best racing games I played or even close, but it was just really fun. Well, which which huh? racing game? is the perfect racing game. Like, which one has the best driving mechanics for you? Ooh, yeah. Is that controller versus steering wheel? Great, the first grid. Okay, that way at least uh, the people listening know what's your benchmark for racing games. So it's the first grid. My favorite is grid. Mm -hmm. But, like, I mean... Not grid 2, though. Grid 2 wasn't like grid 1. Grid grid 1, because it had the best story. Even though it really wasn't a story, it had the best kind of feel to it. But But driving-wise, what game... Yeah, yeah. Turismo. 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 I think Turismo. always had the best best of uh, physics with driving. Forza, okay. every car felt floaty, and your it just felt bad. And it's, I mean, I still like Forza, but like mm-hmm. its physics, they they're just different. When you play Grand Turismo, you definitely see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Grid is my favorite racing game, but it has more arcadey kind of racing, which is kind of what the crew is. It's not super arcadey like Need for Speed. But it's it's right there. It's it's speaking speaking of arcadey. You want to talk about an arcadey racing game? Most people have probably forgotten about it. But anybody remember Blur? How awesome of a game that was! Oh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. We never played that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we spent an entire summer on that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure in one week we probably logged sixty hours into Blur. Oh yeah, we were doing uh, some definite work there. Okay. But, all right. So what's the other games? Oh, well, and first, the crew, the map, took me 45 minutes to drive from New York to San Is that the one you quit and restarted? No, no, that was the 20 minute one. <laughs> no, that, that, that was the one that he uh, didn't get the uh, reward or the, he didn't finish the task. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that is a whole other ball game. But it took me 45 minutes to go from San Francisco to New York. Oh, well, uh, New York, San some of the things you've been talking about with the crew, I haven't played it yet. I don't have it yet, but... You were talking about the landmarks or some pretty cool destinations. Well, it was really could... cool. Yeah, like literally, I'm going through, um, I was just doing some flying acrobatics thing. I don't know. Anyways, and all of a sudden out of the corner, I, I come around this big mountain. It's a freaking Mount Rushmore. I was like, <laughs> this is cool. So I, I just found the Badlands the other day. I didn't even think about looking for it. I found the Badlands. Um, uh, salt flats. I was there when you found the salt flats. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have the march. They got they got kind of the big ones um, here locally. We're all from we're all from Indiana. Um, they have a track. It's not called anything. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's supposed to be like the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, but it, it's actually really cool. Just the square stuff. and all the cornfields, basically. <laughs> yeah, but it's really cool going through, and all of a sudden it starts snowing and. That is probably the, one of the coolest. It doesn't um, snow down in like Florida when you're down there. Okay, and that's when it gets a little fake because it did start snowing when I was in Miami. 
<laughs> you know, they, they get a few inches. Yeah, they, he yeah. snows everyone, so I freeze it, it over. Heavy. But, <laughs> uh, but that is one of the coolest maps because it's like uh, I understand like some like the, the fiction ones like they can get really cool, but this one it was just they kind of made the United States as like an homage to it, and it was really cool just going around seeing all these landmarks. But um, did, what what did you see any uh, landmarks from uh, DC? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they had the White House. Um, they had um, they had all, they had pretty much all of it. it was can really you cool. stop and get out of your car and just salute? <laughs> no, um, but yeah, but I did get stopped at the crew because now um, all of the races need a higher level of all my cars. I'm not big on going back and doing more races, so mm-hmm. it could be a point where I'm not going to play the crew anymore. But now, just starting, just starting. Uh, Madden started that tonight. Gonna be playing that for the next week or two, and I'm pretty much all four of us gonna be playing that. So that's it for what we're doing weekly. Isaiah, you gonna play with us? Yeah. Uh, well, compared to the other games that are out, Scott and I played Battlefield Four last night. Oh yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. I didn't get to play long, but that was fun. So we may play that a little bit. Get back to the 24/7 Metro. But Madden. Hmm. I don't know about Madden. There's nothing else to play. So, I mean, Fortnite. Uh, you get a craving for a game like that every now and then, but then after, it's either the night goes well on that game or it goes poorly. So, right. so that's actually what we're going to talk about next is not Fortnite, but what we're going to be looking forward to, either this year or sometime next year. Uh, I, th- I think the biggest game that you've got to see coming next year is going to be Anthem. I mean, that's the yeah, biggest really? games, Nathan. Really? Nathan, go give me your kind of couple games that you are really looking forward to. Uh, definitely Madden coming up here uh, the day before my birthday. I'm gonna treat myself, get a nice uh, little gift for myself. So that'll be kind of exciting. Um, other than that, I think uh, I'm gonna have to look forward to anthems coming up. I think there's gonna be a cool opportunity with some other games, like uh, even possibly people might think this is a little weird. I'm interested to see how uh, Blizzard keeps World of Warcraft going with all the transition players going from World of Warcraft to Fortnite, uh, as well as League of Legends has seen a lot of people going from their platform to Fortnite. Fortnite's kind of taking over the streaming world, so I'm just interested to see how the games continue to evolve and develop and get more people. Sell me on Anthem. I haven't, I haven't really, I watched the E3 trailer, but what, what really has you hyped up about Anthem? Uh, you know, I like the idea of a single player mindset game where you can have additional people in it. But at the same time, I think it's going to be one of those games where you're not going to be able to do everything on your own, but you can pretty much get through a game on your own. Do you think it's going to be uh, Gears-like? Or? I, I, I don't know. I hope it's Gears-like because I'm a big fan of Gears of War. I, 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 early Gears of War. It just... this, this Gears of War we're seeing now is kind of just Call of Duty-ish. They just feel like they need to have another game. And it's upsetting yeah. because they don't. They can come out with a remaster. They can come out and say, "Hey, we're just yeah. we're just gonna go ahead and get something nice." But they keep doing what Call of Duty does, and they just keep bringing out another game and adding a little spice and rum to it, making it a new game. But um, speaking of new games, though, EA's coming out with Anthem, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I believe are you not. are you not scared about that? I'm not anymore. You're not? I, I think EA's they're going to do 
better with their non-sports titles. Which brings me on to mine, because now we're going to talk about EA real quick. <laughs> okay. Is Battlefield. Battlefield is one of my that I'm really looking forward to. Hey, Bears picked off Lamar Jackson. Anyways. It's um, okay. <laughs> I just got that notification. Uh, one of my games is Battlefield. I love Battlefield 4. All of us love Battlefield 4. We were a little mixed on Battlefield 1. I am really looking forward to Battlefield 5. Um, Me too. The whole free DLC. Like, you don't pay for anything. Once you buy the game, you own it. it it's back to how you used to and they're going to be releasing stuff. You get it. You don't have to pay for a single thing. That Man, thing is, this kind awesome. of reminds me of early Xbox 360. Man, I kind oh, of I know. It. It's kind of weird. Um, also coming out this year, of course, what I'm looking forward to is Madden. Um, I mean, that's coming out next week. So um, Something else this year that is confirmed this year, if I think we're all going to play it, um, is Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't really looked into that much. Is, are they going to keep the same uh, kind of Western theme behind it? Yeah, yeah, it's a prequel. It's a prequel to Red Dead Redemption. Huh. Are they, uh, have they mentioned any multiplayer? Like online, like how they did GTA Five? They haven't mentioned it yet. I, I, they most likely will. They kept GTA Online going. They still have it going. I love Red Dead, but once you... One of the things that GTA, we always felt like was missing is the multiplayer. And well, now they have it. Now that we're kind of, kind of pissed because now they don't add story modes. They used to add story modes, and now they don't. Anymore. That's true. But yeah, that's that's a whole another pain spread win thing. But um, and then next year, possibly two, maybe only one of them. I don't know. Either of these haven't been confirmed for next year. They're both confirmed though. Is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? That looks sweet. Mm-hmm. I think we all yeah, agreed on during E three. That looks awesome. Freaking. Awesome! I cannot wait to play. I've heard it when they talk about the people who came in and watched it. They said it just blew them away. Who's making I am, it? I am. Um, what should we call it? Um, the guys who made The Witcher. Oh, oh really? Wow. Seriously? Yeah, Project That'd Red. Be good. I think I was just telling you guys the other day. I was complaining about graphics and details. If Witcher's doing um, it, they went. They were. They, they said it is crazy. It's a first-person shooter. I love that, Witcher 3. That was that one of my favorite what, games in the last two years. It's going to be like a futuristic Witcher. But it's a first-person shooter. But, like, you go into third-person mode every once in a while. Okay. Like, it's huh. kind of weird. But it's it's like Deus Ex, right? Yeah, right. a lot of people have been saying it's like Deus Ex. Yeah, you're right, Isaiah. A lot of people have been saying it's kind of like that. But it is up there with mine. And along that, that was also announced at E3's Halo Infinite. I mean, it's freaking Halo. That's all you got to say. We grew yeah, up. That was that was our generation. Is Halo. They were. I love Halo so much, and I didn't even love on an Xbox. So, I like them too. But if if Call of Duty came out with a game called Call of Duty Infinite, are are we all about it? Dude, they mean, re, they they're using they, a whole they came out with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. So, Halo Four Three is using a whole new engine. Um, they have the look of it. It looks like Halo One. And that's what everyone's been talking about, and I agree. It it's looks like, like Halo, Halo 1, 1, I'll buy it. Huh? If it's Halo 1, like, I'd probably buy it. That's what they're saying. It has that Halo 1 feel, and it had the freaking Halo 2 theme song on it. Really? On their trailer. That you know, sold it from, they've always had they've always had a very good soundtrack on every single game. Um, I might not have liked all of them, but their soundtrack has always been on point. Yeah. 
What's yours, Keith? Mine. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna venture off a little bit, and <clears throat> I've actually I'm not a big fan of Kingdom Hearts, uh, but I know a lot of people are. So I wanted to bring it up because I didn't think I didn't think any of us would bring uh, it up. Uh, but Kingdom Hearts three is coming out. I know people very close to me love the game, and they are stoked because they've been trying to get this game out for a long time. Um, I I thought it was supposed to come out like two or three years ago. It never really came out. But actually, to be honest, I'm pretty sure this game's been in development for a few years now. And they're finally getting out. And it's not... Here's the thing I thought was kind of funny. It's not even coming out this year. I think it is... I thought it was coming out the end of this year. Yeah, no, and I was like, I bet you anything, they're going to push it back. They pushed it back. It's. I believe it's... They say Q1 of 2019. So... We'll see. I think they're really kind of pushing their fans back more and more by just pushing it back. But I'll tell you what, I from when I talked to people, even Nathan said, everyone loves it. They come out with a complete game when they do come out. So True. So if they if they just keep making their product and it's full game when it comes out, you can't complain. Because um, we all hate buying games like PUBG betas that don't give you a full game and then they stop updating it. Sorry. Uh, or no man got <laughs> yeah, but they're updating. They I might, I might try it. I'm actually next yeah. week. You might be hearing me about talking about No Man's Sky, um, probably on PC though, not PlayStation. Um, my other game I'm looking forward to this year is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I actually really liked what they did with. Hold on, Keith. Hold on, before you start, is this your list or your wife's list? Uh, <laughs> are they different? <laughs> right. These are two yeah. games your wife plays, and you very much. When you play. get married, you become one. So you, yeah. Become his game two and one. Now, I won't be playing Kingdom Hearts, but I will be playing Assassin's Creed. I've actually been uh, playing, I've beat most of them. Um, but I'm actually really excited. Um, I did play a little bit of the last one. I didn't beat it yet, but I plan on beating it. But they really kind of got, people are starting to realize that we really like open world. We really like the main quest line. We really like side quests. Like, let's. I don't know about anyone listening, but Skyrim's one of my favorite games in the last few years. I think Isaiah can agree because he's beat the game more than I have by, like, 50. Um, uh, I'll tell you how many hours I've logged in. And <laughs> exactly. And I don't even think you've beat the DLC yet. So that's the funniest part. You beat the regular game itself. I beat the game and the DLC. But they really kind of went on that, and they actually kind of built off what they did with Black Flag. Um, they're actually... One of the franchises that make a game almost every year, they feel like they keep growing on what they're good at, and they don't get they're, they're they don't get repetitive, but when they do get repetitive, it's in their good points. So I'm actually kind of excited about that, and the reason I'm most excited about this is because I'm a big fan of Greek mythology, and Roman, and this one's back in the Greek, uh, ancient Greece. So I think it's gonna be pretty cool. And there's actually going to be more character development in this one, so that would be nice. Yeah, I saw they were making it more RPG-ish. So I, I think that's why I'm more in tune on this one. I wasn't big in tune on the old ones, but I think I like the idea of that. <clears throat> and my final game that I'm ready for this year comes out September 28th, and it's because I play a whole lot of FIFA. Um, I actually play more Madden than FIFA, surprisingly, but it doesn't feel like that because Madden comes out in August, play that all the way up till what, Christmas, January, Nathan? And we play yep. FIFA pretty much the rest of the year. <laughs> yep. um, Madden. So I, I have a question for everybody. Okay. So while we're talking about video games, what's the one video game 
either series, franchise, or the game itself that you wish they would come out with a sequel or to continue after their old one? Bioshock. Okay. Why? Uh, so not Infinite. So I didn't like Infinite. Uh, Bioshock 1 or 2, I mean, I I liked Infinite, but compared to Bioshock 1 and 2, um, it does, it, it's not even close to those two. Those two are two of my all-time favorite single-player games um, right next to Skyrim. So if they came out with the Bioshock 3 that was not related directly to Infinite at all, that's what I would want. So what was, the, what was, the, what was the second part of that, Nathan? You said if a if sequel... A sequel of a game they never made a sequel to, or a another sequel to a group, right? Or group another point. continuation of a group of games that you really enjoyed. Interesting. Oh shoot! I, I'll, I'll give I'll give you mine because I think Go. mine is a mic drop because it's a game that we all used to play that I think just disappeared. I was so upset about it. But when you look back on the classic titles and the classic capabilities of Fable. Fable was one of those games that was just absolutely fantastic. I just beat Fable and, two uh, two months ago. Uh, yeah, and they, they tried to come it. out with Fable Legends, and they eh. just didn't continue it. They 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 should have continued it. Fable was such a great series of games that there was such a good play style. There was such a good inner looping system that you either had to have health, magic, mana. You had all these weapons. You could be good, evil, talking to giant wall walls. You really like the storyline from Fable Three, don't you? I, I the the storyline was fantastic too. I love the storyline of Fable Three. I thought it was yeah. cool. Good, evil, and it had good outcomes. I like that. Oh yeah. And, and the best part was when you could own a house and put it full of hookers. I mean, what other type of business do you need to have in order to get income in a video game? I mean, that is everyone's dream. I mean, you live in the dream of Fable. What about you, Keith? Uh, if I had to choose one, I obviously my favorite game that I wasted most of my life on was World of Warcraft. So I'd probably say a modern World of Warcraft. Now, the, well, I kind of wanted to answer this question. I would love a game like World of Warcraft that kind of basically Gran Turismo, World of Warcraft, and I would say good parts of Witcher three, all com- and Skyrim, ki- like combined with a modern oh, is theme. This a game that you want now, or oh yeah, like, sounds like Grand Theft Auto Five Online or GTA Online, but you with can... all the stuff you can do in World of Warcraft. Well, I think we all, no, I think no, we all talked like about Skyrim it. Skyrim with Death Race. Exactly. I'm just saying. I, I think we all talked about. It. It'd be cool to have like the crew has a really cool concept. Like you can travel yeah. the United States. Like, would it not be cool to have kind of like the same concept, but World of Warcraft, where so you, you could raid New York City? Make like a racing MMORPG. That would be awesome. So I would love it. That would that would be That'd absolutely be cool. Because you take the best parts of like Grand Turismo's driving. I like Grand Turismo's driving, by the way. Um, so you take that, and you take the good parts of World of Warcraft, because they have a really good found. Obviously, they've lasted this long with MMORPG and people paying for it. And then you take some of the better parts of these newer futuristic games and kind of build on them because World of Warcraft still kind of based on their old graphics and they really, I don't know, they update, but I don't know, I haven't played in about three years, Nathan would have to tell me. I think he logs on on a regular basis. Um, but I think it's where I stand. 
Mine, so, I was thinking about this. <clears throat> One of my favorite games that I, I, I think I, I just love, um, a lot of them don't need one, or, like, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 4 is one of my all-time favorite games. Came out with 5, that's good enough. I don't think they need another one. Um, but, probably, and I know there's been 3 games after this, 2 or 3 games, and I already talked about this game once, was the first grid. Mm-hmm. Now, the first grid... Was is one of my all time favorite games. It's on my top five list. What about Grid it Two? Is, huh? What about Grid Two? No. Grid Two is not even close. Disappointment. First Grid <laughs> was my all time favorite racing game, and it's in my top five. It was uh, the reason I loved it so much, and I'm honestly all I want them to do is just remake Grid One, just completely remake it like they do in some of these other. Same games. story, same everything, just a remaster. Yes. This was so freaking cool. So what you did was you started your own racing company. And could you do like Midnight Club type stuff where you could customize and like or Need for Speed? Really. See, that's the stuff they can add. <laughs> like but the customization. They, they didn't have that, and I still loved it. So what they did was, because I'm a big like uh, GT Le Mans racing style. That's my favorite type of racing. I thought you were gonna go with designer. That's why I like going slow. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my type, favorite type of racing vehicles. I, I think they're the, the coolest vehicles in the world. Um, but yeah, Porsches, BMWs. Does this include some of the concept cars they always come out with? No, no, no. The GT1 cars. Like, okay. um, I know what you're talking about. But anyway, so the concept is you build your team. You start out real small. It's typical racing. You start out small. You, you want that team. full dynamic kind of like, hey, I'm starting a race club. You want your story, you want the customization of the car, and you want to be able to live out your life. It wasn't even a story. It was your own story. That's what I thought was cool. And you worked your way up, and you hired your teammate, and you worked with your teammate. Like, you raised it, and you're the the owner of the team, and you hired teammates, and you worked your way up. Um, But I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And Dirt 4 kind of came out with it, but I just didn't really get into Dirt 4, but... I, I mean, that honestly was, and then you get uh, sponsors, and how big of a sponsor they are, um, they put it on your car. So you make your paint job, and then your sponsors would go on your car. So if your main sponsor was, I don't know, Valvoline, Valvoline would be plastered. Like grid 2, Grid 2 tried to do this, they didn't do a very good job grid at it. Grid 2 did it, and they didn't really do the whole team ownership thing. No, but they tried to do the sponsor and social media crap. Yeah, they went the whole social media route, which I don't care about. I don't deal with that every day. But, like, this was just, like, you made your own team. Like, I had my last name racing, and I thought it was so cool. Like, I just had – nothing beats it in my my mind. I had a black car. It had black stripe, racing stripes on the center. that had all these logos, and I had a teammate. Me and my teammate, he was a top five racer. That was the number one racer. We were dominating. But of course, then, of course. And then it had the hardest race I've ever done. No doubt about it. It, it was the 24-hour race you had to do. And the night racing in that was so freaking difficult because you could not see more than a couple feet in front of your car. Oh, that's pretty cool. You had, you had, like, you had to memorize where you were at on the track. It was 
so freaking cool. Loved it. Honestly, just remake that, and I will play that for freaking hours. For the rest of your life? Hours. Yes. Now, Isaiah, where we, where do you, what games are you looking forward to? Uh, yeah, I'm about Isaiah. <laughs> uh, so I'll go ahead and I'm looking forward to Battlefield and Anthem. So I'll just cross those off for now. Um, the first one, just the soonest one I have coming up that's supposed to come out is this Strange Brigade. Now, the first time I saw the game, um, I was like, first of all, it's a stupid name. And just the pictures that they had for the advertisements don't look great. It just looks like Indiana Jones. Uh, but I watched some of the videos. I was reading some of the details on it. This game reminds me of one of my other all-time favorite games, which is Gauntlet Dark Legacy. And oh, yeah. the way they're describing this game is that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's going to be like kind of Indiana Jones looking, but it's going to be like Gauntlet Dark Legacy. So, if it's like that, it would uh, be worthwhile. It, that comes out at the end of this month, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna is buy it. Is it? Uh, is this? Uh, is this a sixty dollar game, or is this like one of those forty bucks? This, games? Is, this is a sixty dollar game. Okay. PS4, Xbox. And is it PC. gonna? Is it? Have, so it is like a full version type game. It's gonna have more than just kind of. Yeah, it's four player co op, just like on the Dark Legacy. Okay. It's exactly like it. It's just. Yeah. That uh, will be. Uh, August twenty eighth. I don't know, it's going to be hard to fit that in with Madden, but... Uh, that's just, I just saw it and I was like, wow, that's actually getting me pretty pumped because you... I've been ignoring it. The Dark Legacy is through an emulator, which we don't do that here, we don't play on emulators. Or, (laughs) or you have to buy a PlayStation 2. Yeah. It's the only um, way you can play Gauntlet Dark Legacy unless you have the old arcade version of it. I I got my PS2 hooked up upstairs, so I thought I was going to pop it in if you want to come over. Right, yeah, oh, I definitely would if you had it. I, I um, do. So, Strange Brigade <laughs> is on 828. Um, the next game that we didn't mention, um, which this one's actually DLC, and uh, it's one of my... Fi- I love the way this game looks. The game itself is fun, it's arcadey, uh, but the art style in this game is the art style that gets me, and it's Cuphead. And uh-huh. the new DLC coming out is called Delirious Last Course. And they're introducing that. a new character. So they have Cuphead and Mugman. And they're coming out with this lady whose name is Miss Chalice. And she's just a chalice with a face. So um, I love the way the game looks. So if it's more art from uh, this game, then I'm all for it. So I'm, I am excited for that game. Um, the game itself is really fun. But it's just that, that art. That, the way it looks is what gets me on that. So, um, it's the like last old style comic look to it. Yes, yeah, that like old Mickey Mouse, early, yes. early Disney, early cartoons. Like I love the way that looks. Like late '80s cartoons. Uh, probably much earlier than that. Probably like '50s. Oh, they're talking like '50s or '40s. Yeah, '50s, '40s, '30s. Like yeah. those, those like early style ones. Um, so these last three that I have. I guess only one is officially announced, so I'll start with that one. Uh, it's The Division 2. I put that one on here because we did play that a lot when it came out. Um, they're supposed to fix the bullet spongy enemies. Um, Hopefully the so cheating? If they, if, yeah, and the cheating. So it's the cheating and the bullet sponges. So um, bullet sponges, I heard they're supposed to fix. So if they fix that, then great. Because that was our main complaint about the game was bullet sponges. 
and then of course cheating on any game. It was just vicious in that game when he went to the uh, dark zone. So um, I'm just looking forward to it because we played it so much, and it was a good third person shooter, and you don't get too many of those anymore. Um, so the last two, I'll start with uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remaster. There's just been a lot of rumors, not confirmed. If they so, don't do multiplayer, then they should just stop. I I I don't believe that. When I read on the internet or people say it's not gonna have multiplayer, they wouldn't even waste their time. So they almost did though with Modern Warfare. They did at first, right? It was single player, and then they added multiplayer. No, it, it had it. Yeah, it right off the bat. I just kind of remember, but I it, I love the campaigns for them. I just I really I'm not gonna lie. I don't go out of my way to play Call of Duty campaigns. So. No, I'm not gonna play campaigns like I used to on a game like that. So, um, looking forward to that because we all logged uh, like 30 days back when that came out on Xbox 360. Quite a while. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. The last one is um, probably my most controversial one because uh, this one got announced and it only had a name that came up on a screen in the sky above a bunch of mountains, and it was Elder Scrolls Six. Oh yeah. Oh. That, that one, I think that that one, what is that? Thirty second clip and all it did was show a name. That one stole E three. But that, if it does not come out on this generation console, I am going to be so. I don't, think I don't think it will. That is frustrating. It is a whole. Well, you know, this is turning into EA. They're milking. They the really are. Skyrim. Like you, everyone, they came out with Fallout. Well, okay. Skyrim. They came out with Fallout, then they're coming out they, with Fallout 76. Yeah, but how many Elder Scrolls did they come out with this generation? Awesome. They came out with zero Elder Scrolls. They came out with two in the last one. And they came out with two, uh, oh no, only one Fallout towards the end because they just re redid it. But they kind well, of they, flopped even, on online. Even the head dude for um, Bethesda said, we just keep re kept remaking Skyrim because everyone kept buying it. Well, well, I should tell you everything. There's he, nothing wrong with that, though, because I love Skyrim to death. Well, you know what it's doing? Total Destruction 6 isn't coming out this generation. So I don't I don't care. <laughs> I, mean, it, I don't care when it comes out. These generation consoles are garbage. So they can't, when they were announced they were garbage, and to this day they're way, uh, way behind of what a console should be at. So. But I really think the fans ruined the Xbox One, in my opinion. I was hoping for it to be always online. I know a lot of people were, oh, yeah, we don't always buy online. But I think really that kind of set set them back, and I think they changed things. But I agree. Video just games deserve to have internet. No, no. Yes. All of you had internet at your homes. I didn't. But my, no. mech, my internet was like two megabits per second. Yeah, well, mine was dial-up. So come at yeah. me when you had dial-up the entire time. I, I had dial-up. Not the entire time, but... I had dial up. I had dial up. I had dial up. I remember that. No, you don't. You didn't play. No. Yeah. No. I don't want to say the company's name, but uh, they're basically dial up. So. Yeah. Uh, basically, no. No. I I took I completely disagree with games having to be online. I I I hate that that that's that's narrowing the market, and that that shouldn't be what video games should be about. It should be about everyone can play whatever they want to play. You're narrowing the market. You're excluding you. The internet in the United States is already low. We already have one of the worst, um, like a whole bunch of crap. Like just United States has the worst like um, areas covered with internet and speeds and everything like that. So to narrow the market more by constricting the online play, that that just 
Yeah. That's fine. That's what the PlayStation's for. Move move over, get on the PlayStation. Us Xbox no, Elitist will no, be I, just I fine with that, internet. No, then you're becoming an elitist. You're becoming that 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 computer guy who thinks he's the best because he, he could look at graphics better. Hey, but you, my computer's better than yours because it's a 2018 and yours is 2017, so get on board. You yeah. 64 that's gigabyte elitist, RAM that's peasant. Crap and I hate that. But that that's, that's a whole other bigger argument. Everyone good for the day? Yeah, I think uh, we're ready to move on next week. Uh, I'm ready to see some preseason football start happening. Yes, yes. We may start about preseason a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, next week, I don't think we're going to cover much baseball after the trade deadline. I don't think anything's really popping after the trade deadline. Um, nah. Preseason's coming up. Uh, basketball's kind of, eh, they're going through their summer league still. And, yeah. I, it's going to be exciting, though, talking about NFL preseason. Um, actually, I believe the next big sport that starts is soccer. Uh, Premier League, I think, starts in a week, week and a half. So Ronaldo plays for Juventus for the first time on the 7th or the 11th. Well, uh, Juventus was playing the MLS All-Stars yesterday, and Ronaldo was not there playing. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone loves soccer. Anyways, talk about the real sport. Talk about the football. Wow. Talk about being an elitist segregating half the world out, Mr. Hey, I'm the only one here that actually played soccer in their freaking life. Okay, some of us... I didn't care about it that much. I'm sorry. Some of us didn't want to run our legs off our entire life. Some of us could run our legs off. We'll tie it into you. Oh, God, Nathan. This is Sink Sports, and everyone have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.